Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of this Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr. And with me this week, joining me live from Sexyville, are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, the now forever C. Kane Joe Rottermill. Damn, it feels good to be a guest. <laughs> and it's good to have you back. We had a week delay. Due to some uh, complications last week, Scheduling it's good to have you back. You know, yes, my pri- my private jet was out, and yeah. <laughs> I had to make other arrangements. I got stranded out in the, another country. And yes, but we have you back. We have you back. Yeah, a story for another podcast. Yeah, I'm just bummed out there was no pilgrim outfit tonight, dude. I know, uh, Joey. I I'm, I don't remember if I said this directly to you or not. I think I might have that if we were ever to do an episode on Thanksgiving Day, or if we were doing video still for Thanksgiving week, I was going to try to have you dress up as a pilgrim on the show. I dress up as a pilgrim. <laughs> I, we'd have to have a food fight too. That's just traditional. <laughs> the traditional food fight. <laughs> well, 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 maybe next month we could turn sexy villain to the North Pole. He could be an elf. <laughs> I'll take that too. Joey would make a great. It's elf. a cold front and sexy. He would. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be an excellent elf. Uh, and also with us, as always, Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. We may have a couple other co-hosts pop in as we get moving here. We might be invaded. Yes, we may, we may be invaded, much like uh, the main roster has been invaded in recent weeks. Uh, Joseph, so on the show last week, we decided that we were going to do our top ten matches of the decade. But I forgot to tell you we were doing. Yeah, I crammed. I crammed. The best I <laughs> Did could. you? Well, I'm, I'm I mean, proud of I, you I didn't really that. have a lot of time. But I, I got the message maybe about an hour ago. It's not a lot of time. I mean, if you have anything put together, I'm pretty proud of you for that. Well, Joey, you, you are real, real clutch under pressure. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, he has the clutch gene, as Skip Bayless yes. would say. Uh, so. I guess before we get into anything else, first, subscribe on iTunes and please leave a five-star rating and review. And we might as well just start off before anything else with everyone give their number 10 match of the decade. I'll start. Uh, my number 10 match of the... So I'll, first, I'll preface by saying I didn't go out of my way to be like funny or do a bit because uh, I just... I didn't really have like the the brain power to invest to fully do the bit, so I was like, I'm not going to halfway do a bit. Also, I did not put anything in my top ten that I was not actively like watching for. So there are a lot of great matches from the first half of the decade that will not be on my list because I didn't really experience them till more recently. Alo. It, well, I'm glad you said that because the first few years of the decade, it wasn't a lot to go home about. And, uh, like, the list, like, I have, like, five honorable mentions, but I tried to rearrange my list, like, even before we start this call. I was watching <laughs> two of the matches. That's all my list. I love my how indecisive mention. you are with these lists. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was trying. Decisively indecisive. Yeah. If it, if, if it comes from me, it has to be valid. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so. 
two matches of my honorable mention. I'll rewatch them to see if I could sneak them into mm-hmm. my top ten. I, I, I snuck one in. Okay. So, and the five on my list and the one I took out, I'm sure it'll be on somebody else's list. Mm-hmm. So, it, as long as it has a, a space on the show tonight, I'll be happy about it. Yeah, there are two specifically that could have made my list, but I was like, you know what? I didn't watch them as they happened. I was not like fully invested in the product at the time, so I felt like it would be uh, disingenuous for me to throw them on there. Uh, and I'll mention which ones they are when they are inevitably mentioned at some point during this show. So my number 10 is from Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2015. Uh, the New Day versus the Usos versus the Lucha Dragons, my favorite tag team match. Since I've been watching wrestling again, loved that match, thought it was a lot of fun. And the fact that it's so hard to do that type of match anymore after what we got to see, like, the Hardys and the Dudleys and Edge and Christian do, the fact that they reached that level to me, I thought warranted them having a place in the top ten. So that is my number ten. Joey? Saw a match. Back <laughs> on. Well, like I said, I did a lot of cramming for mm-hmm. this. So um, I try to compile the list as quickly as I can <laughs> based off my muscle memory. And okay. That muscle is a muscle that fails or starts to failure over the years. <laughs> but my ten was um, something I just recalled uh, watching this past episode of NXT. Um, it was back in 2016. It was uh, DIY versus uh, the Revival in a tag team match. That was in the running for as one of my yeah. tag team. It was matches. one of my. It was. I'm it was, very glad you brought that up, one you up. You running with the tag teams mm-hmm. and it kind of just again watched Revival on NXT Wednesday night and it kind of brought me back to that. So I watched that match again. Um, that was just one that stuck in my head. Yeah, DIY almost ended up on the list for a couple different ones. Uh, Dash and Dawson almost ended up on here for a couple, but I ultimately went with the one I did. Alo, what about your number ten? Oh, well, my number ten is something I just rewatched and took. Actually, my number ten was all. I took my number 10 out to swap it out with something from my honorable mention. So my number 10 is I had Team Authority versus Team Cena at Survivor Series 2014. Uh, basically, the authority would be going to John Cena, John Cena's Team 1. And the investment in that match, like, coming into it, like the, I remember the build was horrendous. Um, and we had the debut of Sting later in the night. Later that that night during that match, and just the whole investment of even the Big Show turning on Team Cena, inside him with the authority, <laughs> was was a nice touch. One of his, well, it was only his 999th heel turn yeah. at that point. Did he cry? No. Okay. He just he knocked somebody out and walked away. And then the fact that Cena was left by him, well, Cena got eliminated, and Dolph Ziggler was by himself, and Cena's future was basically held in Dolph Ziggler's hands. And Dolph Ziggler, I believe he went, he went, he went, he was down three to one, and with the help of Sting, beating the authority and getting rid of him in the process for a few weeks. And also, like I said, that was Sting's first WWE appearance. And even though he was the the the, the featured superstar for the game that year, we never thought we would, when we would see Sting in WWE or at all. So I really did enjoy that match. And like that was Dolph Ziggler's height as well. Cause the next month he would go on to have that ladder match with Luke Harper to regain the intercontinental title. But so my number 10 is team authority versus team Cena. <laughs> so Joey just pointed out, are we inadvertently just doing an all tag match? <laughs> <laughs> if you just heard my phone rattling, that was Joseph 
texting me. Those it's all tag matches. I did it. Yeah. That is not intentional, but we'll see when we get to the number well, I'm nine. Just making, Are they all I'm tag just making match? sure I didn't want to go what? into what, yeah, I, what no, I compiled no. and then it's all tag matches, and I was... No, my but number that nine would be, is not a tag match. Yeah, mine is not That's either. why I did it in, in secret. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the NXT invasion, I actually mentioned two weeks ago, I think, that all of this, ultimately, my belief, is being done to bolster NXT going up against AEW on Wednesday nights. I made the prediction two weeks ago that last week's NXT would outdraw AEW, and it didn't. But this week it did. So I was a week early. I'd rather be early than late. Um... NXT drew 916,000 viewers to NXT to AEW's 893,000. So for the first time in what is this, eight or nine weeks? I think eight weeks. The first time NXT has come out on top. Do you think that will be a trend that continues, or do you think that it'll fall off once you know things go back more to normal? It depends how Survivor Series plays out and how much focus they put on. Um, the NXT superstars winning a lot of these matches. Uh, again, there will be some some kind of kind of boost. Some kind of kind of. Some kind of kind of kind of. Oh, we got invaded ourselves. Yeah, we did. We just had it, our first invasion of the night. Mad madness invasion, baby. <laughs> yeah, they'll get something out of it. But again, how much depends on how everything plays out. Right. And uh, do you think that them actually outdrawing AEW this week makes them maybe want to keep? Like, do you think that maybe changes things for Survivor Series that they're like, maybe we should let NXT shine? I don't think they have to. I just think, again, I watched both products this Wednesday, and I think NXT was just a better show. If they can keep putting on a better show, then, I mean, match-wise, I didn't even need the kind of run-ins. Uh, just some of the matches they had built. The ladder match, um, the match, uh, a couple other matches, and then they were really good. So to you, it just was the better show for the week. Yeah, it was a better show. And I mean, deserved to win the week. Britt Baker didn't do it. Did like uh, having, I mean, it was uh, Becky on on there, but that's 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 the crossover part of it. But that was a better match than the other women's match. But right, and like a, a big deal, like yeah, Becky I mean, versus Rhea Ripley. Ricochet, Ricochet was a good match, but I mean, he, again, he's a crossover guy. Mm-hmm. The other matches that they did have on the card were really good. Yeah, and like we said, it's all building to this pay per view on Sunday. Uh, Alo, so we'll get to X number 10 after Alo, you give your answer. Like, do you think that this sets NXT up to be like shined up on Sunday because they're like, oh, this is working? Or do you think it doesn't really matter? Well, we talked about, I think it was episode was just me and you, that NXT should win Survivor Series just to shine a bigger. Like Joey said, depending on what happens out of NXT, out of Survivor Series, that's going to kind of determine NXT's rating. And I also mentioned last. Enjoy Triple H trying to recruit Kevin Owens at NXT. Did you see that passion? I didn't see it. I didn't actually see it, but I saw that. It, I'm aware that it happened. Okay, yeah. So I, I just think NXT will have. Well, NXT will have to do something to spark everybody's interest to win for a second consecutive week coming out of Survivor Series. 
<laughs> from Rollins or Kevin Owens. I mean, at very least, this whole process, they shine a good light on the NXT superstars. Um, the guys that they want to push, the Matt Riddles, the Keith Lees, the mm-hmm. Undisputed Era guy, those guys like that have a, a big spotlight on them right now. Um, and that's yeah. a good thing. That's going to get that, more, the more people want to get a tune in yeah. and feel the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... The, the main event match, even like the, the triple threat match, and then I think what a big deal is, is NXT has a title match with two NXT guys facing each other. Adam Cole's going to face either Damian Priest, Pete Dunne, or um, uh, Killian Dane. Who do you think he faces? Survivor Series 40. I, I think it'll be probably be Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. Yeah, so like you know, whoever he faced comes out facing him at Survivor Series. I think that match will be excellent as well. And basically the entire night just to get a light shine on NXT. So I'm excited for the, for the entire show. Yeah, it's a great, great, it should be a great show. I mean, it should be a great uh, weekend. It's a long weekend. Me and Ron were just talking about everything. If you if you take in wrestling starting Friday night, all the way through Monday, you're you're pretty much. Uh, I, I, I I guess I forget that Friday flows in with it. I, it's still not processing that SmackDowns on Fridays. <laughs> that still hasn't Same hit here. Yet. Same here. Yeah, like I forget every week. Like I'm so. I mean, for such a long period of time, I was skipping it on Tuesday, so I just feel like I'm always catching highlights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, you were. It was not really on your radar to begin with, basically. Yeah. So like, I knew there was going to be the two pay per views, and then we would get Monday. So I was thinking there would be three days, the whole four day of flowing. I didn't really process the <laughs> right now, but I, I'm looking forward to the two pay per views. Let me rephrase my statement. I want to watch more games, but I don't know if I can donate another Saturday to uh, wrestling pay per views after the last <laughs> one. I, last one I did, which is not that long ago. Yeah, two weeks, right? Yeah, I think it was about two weeks. Um, yeah. I f- no, go ahead, Eck. No, I was gonna say I feel like I usually like takeovers. Don't I don't catch live, so it's it's kind. Of, I'm already kind of used to it. I don't <laughs> really. I don't plan on sitting in front of the TV when it starts at whatever time. Maybe I'll probably watch it the night of, but I might. I go to bed late every night, so you know I might start it an hour into the show. I might start it when the main event's going. That's on. just the life you lead. That is. So Eck, we gave our number tens. My number ten was uh, TLC 2015. Uh, the New Day versus the Usos versus versus the Lucha Dragons. Joseph, Ooh. what was yours? DIY. DIY Revival 2016. Uh, and Alo, you could give Eck yours as well. Uh, team Authority versus Team Cena Survivor Series 14. So, Eck, what is your number 10? Well, before I say it... Um, I'm just going to say I love all three of your guys' choices. Uh, I completely forgot about the TLC. Um, Aaron's Survivor Series match was something I was on the tip of making my list. Uh, I just – there was – a decade's a lot to process. Mm-hmm. I, I hate – I don't think I have any of Revival's matches on here, which I hate. There's – like I when I started making my list, I was like, man, I really hope I, don't, I make it with no honorable mentions, but – I have them. Uh, I give my number 10. That's uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks from NXT TakeOver. Blasphemous. <laughs> I'm just happy it was on his list. Yeah, I was about to say, what are you, is Blasphemous that it made the list? No, that's that low. I apologize. Yeah, and Eck, you might as well kick us off with our number nines as well. 
All right, this one I had a hard time putting on, and I actually uh, rewatched and skimmed through the match. And I think when if you just go off what it did for said found said company and what transpired after it had to make the list, uh, Sami Zayn versus Neville for the NXT Championship from NXT Our Evolution. Very good choice. I, honestly, that one slipped my mind completely, but a match that I did love. So I'm glad that it, it was represented. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we all seem to be somewhat in different directions here. And it's yeah. always good. Oh, oh I'm going to throw the most monkey wrenches in here. I just, you know, kind of, I'll pop the boys and I'll make some people scratch some heads. And then <laughs> by, by the time you guys, <laughs> by, by the time you guys get done the list, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff I wish I had on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Pop sure all the boys sent you, Joey. Too. There's some FCC regulations about talking about popping boys on, on air. Uh, Alo, what is your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Bayley. I take over rival the Fatal Four for the women's title. That match kind of cemented them in a way because Fash, you always talk about the match at Our Evolution with Sasha and Charlotte, and that kind of got you invested in wrestling again. Like, okay, who's that? She's awesome. Mm-hmm. This match even topped that match, and with the whole four horsewomen, four, four horsewomen thing going on, they, those women actually stole the show. The whole hashtag give divas a chance kind of started because people saw that match in NXC and wanted that from the women on the main roster. It's not much I can say about the, these four women from throughout the last six years. And for the most in the four years we've been doing this show, they've all been outstanding. And that's one of my favorite matches, clearly, clearly the decade. I wanted to put more of the women's matches on there, but I just couldn't fit them in there. But I thought this fatal four way should have been on the list. So, yeah, I'm glad you did because this was one that I tried to put on, but I just left it off for similar reasons to you said, like 10 spots isn't that many for 10 years worth of wrestling, even for the, the five and a half years that I'm, I'm doing. There are a lot. Uh, so, Joseph, how about your number nine? Um, well, most of you guys know I'm, I'm not no really indie darling. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> working with you lats, young jets, uh-huh. I, I've, I've done some more uh, research, some homework that you guys have given me. Mm-hmm. And this one's kind of off the beaten path for me. Mm-hmm. For me, because I'm, I'm kind of a mainstream guy. Yes. Um, I want Okada Omega, WrestleCon okay. 11. thought that was a terrific match. Um, I actually watched it again earlier last week. No, really. Before you just happened yeah, to watch just, it. Like I said, I... I, I think inadvertently, watching, inadvertently just watching <laughs> random matches, and that was one that was on the list for me. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would agree with you, and I think a lot of people would be upset if we didn't mention a match like that on this show. So good that it is represented on at least one list out of the uh, the four of us. So my number nine. So Eck, I, I preface my list with I'm not doing a bit with my list like I normally would do. And I eliminated anything that happened before I was watching because I felt like it was kind of cheating to throw something on that like I didn't actually experience as it happened. Might be a great match, but I I left it off because it didn't, like I wasn't a part of it. Um, So with that being said, my number nine from TakeOver Dallas, Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I think it'd be tough for anyone to disagree. That was one of the best matches that we've seen during the airing of this podcast. I don't think anyone would argue who 
does not think it's one of the, you know, I, I don't think anybody could really argue with that one being in a top ten of the decade, especially for me, top ten of the last half decade. Uh, any thoughts on Nakamura versus Zane? Yeah, we, before we start, I touched on my honorable mention list, how I hope is represented, and that's one of the matches that's <laughs> on my honorable mention list that I did want to represent it, so great pick. Yeah, it's definitely a great, great, great pick. I mean, it would be my honorable mention as well. It's one of the matches I considered as a top ten. Didn't quite crack the list, but definitely considered it. Yeah, uh, and I, that's kind of one of the reasons I picked it. I was like, yeah, it might be one that kind of goes overlooked, so I'm, I'm happy now that I put it on there. Yeah, and I, I actually thought Eck might have it in his top five because I remember he loved that match like more than any of us. So I, I'll say this: I'm over here, you know, for the guys with the visual. You're saying I'm fanning myself. Mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> when when you guys first mentioned your top ten or your number ten, I was thinking of I really enjoyed that TLC match, the tag team one, and I. I was just thinking, like, oh, okay, wow, that, that is a really good one. I was like, you know what? There's nothing I'm going to he- – there's going to be matches I forgot about that I'm not going to edit, but that is a match that I need to change my list. <laughs> that's something that just slipped my mind. I made my list earlier today. Um, that's one of the greatest matches of all time, in my opinion. That's one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. That's not limited to the decade. Uh, phenomenal. If – Aaron's going to snuff at my number 10. I can't believe that just makes your number 8 or 9. That, yeah, that match is so good. So good. I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah, me too. Um, so last kind of bit of general stuff before we get into, like, Survivor Series preview. Uh, ratings for SmackDown, 2.35 million last week, the lowest they've had on Fox. We're all this week up minuscule amount from 2.06 million to 2.13 million. And then as I mentioned, NXT jumped up to 916,000 and AEW was at 893,000. So I'm starting to think, and you guys tell me what you think of this. We don't have to talk long about this, but I almost feel like the casual fan is almost gone. Like, we're almost to an era where all that's going to be left is the hardcore fan. Because if you look at it, I think one of my theories over the last couple years has been the people that are watching SmackDown are a good reflection of who are the true hardcore fans. And it usually was between like 1.9 to 2.1 million people watching SmackDown every week on USA. Now I think we have a real gauge with Wednesday night. You're looking at those two things combined are what, like 1.8 million? A little over 1.8 million. To me, that lines up with that SmackDown on USA audience. Yeah, split in between two shows. And if you look at it, if that's 1.8 million watching on Wednesday nights, 2.1 million is not that much more that watched on Monday. And 2.35 is not all that much more that watched on Friday last week, especially on Fox. Like, it's not network. It's like a broadcast channel. So I think we may be heading to an era where there are no casual fans. You either love this shit and you watch it, or you don't love it and you wash your hands of it. Either sitting there with your ecto cooler or your, or your, your jammer and watching yes, wrestling. Yes, exactly. Yes, one of those one of those things. Um, so then my question to you is: If that is accurate, that the casual fan is dwindling, do you think there becomes a time when, I'm not talking about one show on Wednesday night, but the combined viewers of the two Wednesday night shows end up being more than what we see for Raw and SmackDown? 
Because I think no. those two shows are going to play to that crowd more so than the Monday and Friday night show. Because they're not, I mean, they're already not that far off. Uh, I, I don't foresee that being the case. I feel like there's always going to be that casual fan. I mean, for example, SmackDown was in Philly last weekend. Uh, one of my coworkers, I, I had a question about a car in stock. I gave him a call. And he's like, oh, I'm home. I'm making signs with my kids. I'm like, making <laughs> signs with your kids? He's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to WWE SmackDown. So, you know, they're all hype about it. They got their second row behind Michael Cole. And, you know, this has got to be some pricey tickets or whatever. But I say to him, okay, show your kids this. I showed them a picture of me and Adam Cole, all mm-hmm. three of them. Who's that? <laughs> So Sounds about they right. Know, they, they knew who Braun Strowman was. They knew who John Cena was. They know who the guys are that WWE is pushing on their main shows. But that's the, that's the definition of a casual fan. Yeah, I wouldn't be. So you guys know that I pride myself on trying to have a different opinion from like the herd of wrestling fans. And there are a lot of things that I'm very proud of being early on. Like I was very early on our truth and all of a sudden he became this big deal. Like us as a podcast, we were early on Roman Reigns. We were early on, even though we hated John Cena at first, I think we were high on John Cena before most regular wrestling fans were. Same thing with the Miz. I think there are a lot of times that on this podcast, we were ahead of the curve. There's, and there's plenty of other things that I can't even remember off the top of my head. I mean, the curve, oh, the, the, curve, the, the curve majority determined of by our were. show. Yeah, me me calling Jericho the greatest of all time, and now it's becoming almost like a mainstream view of people. So my next thing that I maybe I don't hope I'm right about it, but my next thing that I'm kind of going out on a limb with is I think sometime in 2020 we see the viewership of the two Wednesday night shows outdraw. Raw and SmackDown. The combined? Yes. Total? Oh, oh yeah. You mean combined or individual? The combined. Yeah, like right now, they're not that far off. And I think eventually the casual fans are going to keep, like really, the, every year the Raw ratings go down. And I don't think they've hit the lowest they're going to go yet. And I think a lot of the hardcore fans are going to say, I'd rather watch NXT and AEW than watch Raw and SmackDown, and they'll stop. And so I think at some point in 2020, you're going to see the Wednesday night total viewers be more than what you see on Monday night and Friday night. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, especially what, especially if, if something good comes out of this on a Survivor Series, that gets more buzz on NXT. And as far as AEW, people like grittier and edgier content and AEW does that basically every week and TNT they let them say whatever the, whatever they want to say and they're pro- they're going to get that content and they, but like I said when it comes to AEW it's not really fair to judge it against NXT because NXT is already a developed brand and product so we'll see but I, I do believe and that the fact that they have them. to compete against you like they're going to be competing against each other yeah. is going to make their products have to be better yeah. Yeah, because there's actually stakes if they're not performing at a high level because they they're competing for the same viewership at the same time on the same night. Um, so before we get to our number eight, which I'll kick off, uh, we'll start throwing peppering in Survivor Series matches here. I'm not going to have too much to say, if anything. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. Anyone with any thoughts? And if not, you could just give a prediction because I think we all Brock. know what the prediction would be. <laughs> Brock. 
I'm intrigued to see how they make this more competitive because they're going to do something. But it'll be Brock mostly. Yeah. Eck. Um, just to throw a monkey wrench and say a prayer, uh, I think Ray wins. <laughs> okay. Uh, with, it's no with disqualification. The aid of a former UFC heavyweight champion. With the aid of Dominic. <laughs> it, it could. I mean, if they're going to want to do Brock versus Kane again, I mean, I don't see it makes sense for Kane. Kane's Velasco's first and second match is him uh, challenging for the WWE title. If he's going to get, you know, his comeuppance or his rematch and get a W on Brock, it shouldn't be for the strap. Um, plus, Brock's been on a decent bit of shows. He's been had a decent bit of matches lately. He, he wants and needs his couple months away. Uh, he might as well drop the strap. So I see Ray winning, and I hope he does. So, yeah, I, I decided before the show I'm not even giving predictions because I have no idea what's going You know what? I'll give a prediction, whatever. Uh, Brock's going to win. I can't see them not having Brock win. <laughs> However, I am. How, how you don't go against them? I mean, However, I, I do think this match will be good. And all joking aside, I do think it'll be good because Brock can work the hell with a smaller guy. They built it up. Same. They built it up enough where you would think they could invest some time in it and make it a non-squash match. But you never know with WWE. Now, now remember, Brock books all his matches. He picks who he works with. So he obviously has respect for Ray, and I'm sure they're going to go out there and put her on a deal. I, I said from the moment this match was booked, I got time for it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to lose is, is kind of my feeling. I don't think it'll be a bad match, though. No DQ. You never know. <laughs> uh, my number eight match of the decade, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley, <laughs> WrestleMania 30. This was like right as I was like starting to get a little bit interested again when I subscribed to the WWE Network. This was the first pay-per-view I had watched live in probably 10 years. Well, maybe not 10 years. Probably like six or seven years. Um, and obviously Daniel Bryan's story was part of what was holding my interest. The idea of, now granted, we all knew that he was going to beat Triple H, at least I think we did, but the fact that he beat him the way he did, uh, the fact that like that match led to what we would ultimately see at the end of that show, like to me, him beating Triple H in that opening match, like I remember that more than I remember the main event match, for whatever reason. Yeah. So, for that reason, it makes my top ten as my number eight match. Joseph, how about your number eight? My number eight... Um I end up going with Brock Cena and Seth Rollins from uh, Rumble 2015. It's a great triple threat match. Um, some of my favorite wrestlers are involved. I mean, not Brock, but, <laughs> but the other two. Seth Rollins. <laughs> um, really two thirds of that match are among your. And, and I mean, Brock held his own in that match as well. So, but no, I went with that as, a, as an eight spot for me. Yeah, excellent choice. Excellent match. We, 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 three of us were in attendance. Mm-hmm. Were you there, Joey? No, I was not. I don't get invited okay. to those things. <laughs> well, that was the night I met Eck. And, and the night I met Eck. He doesn't go. Until you're your house. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. phenomenal match. Alo, your number eight. Uh, my number eight is uh, Kevin Owens versus John Cena, Elimination Chamber 15. That's the first match, champion versus champion. Like, I remember marking out when Owens debuted on Raw. 
against Cena and stamping it on the U.S. title and raising it. And this was a big, the beginning when WWE started to change their style a bit to adapt more to the indie talent because Kevin Owens was like the first big NXT call after they actually made a real big deal about it. Now, watching a match over, you could actually you could make an argument about too many false finishes and the the finishers weren't protected. But at that point, really didn't nobody cares at that point because that match meant so much for NXT at the time for their champion to come in and beat WWE's top guy, even though Owens didn't get the best of him in the long run, that match solidified Kevin Owens as a top guy. So that's my number eight. Good choice. Um, Great choice. Yeah. Can't fault you for that one. Almost made mine, but that was one of the ones I had to to leave off. Eck, you're number eight. My number eight is WrestleMania 27, The Undertaker versus Triple H. Oh, you went H. Yeah, that, it's one. It's one I briefly thought about. Um, are, are you talking about the the no DQ one? Yes. Okay. So, and uh, to give a little uh, little bit of, I guess, background, or I mean, I, I think everyone's fond of that match, but like Ron prefaced, he didn't want to pick any matches he wasn't a part of. I got. Back in uh, wrestling in 2011, obviously this list can go back to 09. I knew I was going to have this match on the list, and then I quickly Googled best matches of 2009, best matches of 2010. There was like a surprise I saw in there that I was like, ah, I kind of want to go watch mm-hmm. that, but I knew I wasn't going to like put nothing on that I didn't live through and get excited. Uh, literally, I was watching a few Raws here and there, ordered WrestleMania 27, but that was the best match of the show, so I had to put it on. Yeah, no, no argument here. Um, and we might as well do our number sevens, too. So, Eck, do you want to kick us off with number seven? Sure. Um, speaking of, you know, someone just brought up a match that we were in attendance for. My bestie and I were in attendance for this. I throw, figured throwing something a little different uh, from Supercard of Honor, the Ring of Honor six-man tag championship ladder match. <laughs> uh, Flip Gordon and the Young Bucks versus SCU. All six of these guys extremely over at the time. Um, they all delivered. The spots were crazy. Did it Flip almost die? I, I Was it think- Flip? Uh, Flip almost died. I'm pretty sure Nick Jackson almost died twice. Okay. Um, Three years. Yes. (laughs) With casual fans with us, that that was their match. Um, I think all of us thought that was the match of the night. It did not go on last. Due to that match, the match that went on last suffered. You could not follow that match. Uh, We hear all the time, um, you know, Triple H always says him and Jericho were screwed after going on after Rock and Hogan. Anyone that followed this match, they were screwed. I was there live. I've been saying on this show for years. If I'm live in attendance, uh, that definitely sways my judgment. It's at least this half match a star was... in your rating. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a few more matches on my list that I was there live for, and you know we'll get to them. But yeah, uh, for my number seven ROH Six Man Tag Championship match from Super Card of Honor, the ladder match. Good choice. Your number seven, Alo. Well, before I say this, I'm gonna preface this, and this is this will be you'll pop for this. Mm. This will be the last time these two are on a decade list. Okay, it's uh, Triple H and the Undertaker. <laughs> Hell in a Cell, WrestleMania 28. <laughs> I remember when we reviewed this show on Throwback, I mentioned I didn't like this match yeah. originally. But watching the video package and from the year before and how everything culminated in coming together and the end of an era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
end of an hour. Yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> so you did your research quote, and came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cause, no, Joe, it was plastered all over it, all over the match. End of an hour, it was plastered everywhere. But yeah, like everything that went into the match, like the story they told, like Triple Hunter trying to get Sean to like help him and hit him with the chair. Eventually hits, eventually gets Sean to hit Sweet Chin Music on the Undertaker and into a pedigree. The match doesn't end. Taker kicks out, and even like the whole. Um, curtain call moment at the top of the stage where it was supposed to be the end of an era, but it really wasn't because we got this eight years later mm-hmm. again. Well, six, six, seven years later again. But that match just meant so much because they actually bottled so much story and made it amazing. So that's my number seven: Triple H and the Undertaker from WrestleMania 28 in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, good choice, uh, Joseph. Your number seven. Uh, my number seven. Um, I went. It was a great feud, but I went with um, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. Uh, two out of three falls. Uh, I think it was uh, Takeover New York. Yep. Two out of three falls with those two guys was it's just fun to watch. And this was just within the last what? This was six months. This was yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> April, March and April. So, so little background since uh, Joey brought up, you know, cramming a lot of wrestling. That is the first takeover I watched live in years, and that that is a really good match. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I will take all of your word for it. Uh, my number seven may surprise you guys. I think it will surprise anyone who listens to this show. But my number seven from Death Before Dishonor thirteen. Wow. Uh, what? Oh, 2013. No, no, 13, not 2013. Oh. This was 2015. Okay. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Roderick Strong. Yeah. 60. Oh, whoa! <laughs> whoa, wait a minute. Ryan's on your list. Roderick Strong. Yeah. The guy, whoa! 60-minute 60 60 draw. Uh, this was right when my wrestling fandom was reaching a point where I was like, you know what, let me watch some stuff that's not even WWE. And you guys obviously know my fandom of Jay Lethal. Um, I love that run he had with the two titles. This was right in the middle of him having the, the world title and the television title. Um, I was not a fan of Roderick Strong. I didn't think he was like... Like I said, he was just a wrestler. That was the way I viewed him. But that match was great. They told an amazing story. And then they had another really good match like a month or two later. So for that one is more for me personally. Like that was at a time when like I had not watched a lot of stuff that was not WWE. And I was blown away by that by that match and the performance of those two guys. Uh, it was not enough to make me like Roderick Strong going forward. But the you match was for great. 60 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like them for 60 yeah. minutes. That's good. Can y'all imagine Pash watching a, a match at 60 minutes now? No. I, 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 <laughs> no, I'm trying to imagine somebody like, like, I'm trying to put this in. Like, that's like somebody watching Brett and Sean from Mania 12, and you're like a Sean fan, and the match ends. You're like, yeah, that was over an hour, but. Brett still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I just watched, I just watched this classic for sixty minutes, sixty plus minutes, and like the other guy still sucks. Like my guy won, but the other guy sucks. Yeah, that's basically what it basically is. What it is. Wow! Despite your hate for the product, now you are still a mark. Oh my god, that is special. Yeah, I could I that, couldn't keep it off, and honestly. I, since I wasn't doing a bit, I knew that you guys would definitely get a laugh out of me having Roddy on my list. I'll tell you what, list. I am seconds away from faxing my list in and logging off because that's the <laughs> highlight of the show for me. 
God. That's like that's like my match. My match of the year is gonna be like when Miz cashed in to win the championship or Miz versus Cena, Cena from Mania 27. Like, doesn't make any sense. This is great. This is so good. I'm glad. Oh my I'm glad God. you guys liked it. Uh, I have favorites of mine that did not make the list, and you have someone you despise yeah. on the list. <laughs> Yeah, I knew, I knew you guys would. I'm happy that you guys appreciated. it. I thought you would. Um, back to Survivor Series, uh, huge women's match: Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, the basically unbeatable NXT champion. Becky Lynch, the man having one of the best runs maybe any woman has ever had in in and, the business. And then Bailey with the man, man cut. The Bailey, yeah, the, the new, <laughs> the new Bailey. Yeah, I hit that haircut. <laughs> Not a lot to grab onto. <laughs> You don't got a lot to grab on. Well, you're, you're, I wear, that's why I wear a saddle. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, thoughts on this match, Alo? You want to start this one off? Yeah, like I said um, earlier in the show, all these triple threat matches are really intriguing, and it's the perfect time to actually shine a few NXT guys up, whether they win or lose. But uh, I'm not sure if you caught Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley, but I was really into that match. I was so upset that it didn't get finished. Um, yeah, and like with the new with the new rebellious Bailey going on, I believe she's wrestling one of them on SmackDown this Thursday Friday night. It's a lot to look forward to, and I'm like this is the match I'm probably most excited for personally. And I think Shayna Baszler is the one to actually get this victory. Uh, um, I actually am also going with Shayna Baszler because this is one match that Becky can lose that she won't lose her title so they'll still have her as a champion Bailey I don't think it necessarily does anything for anyone if Bailey wins this and I think if Shayna Baszler wins it elevates NXT and it kind of like completely legitimizes everything that she has done for all this time as a champion so to me it just makes the most sense for her to win Eck what about you? Uh, three things. I think if we did this show, this list next week, this could be, you know, contender make for a anyone. To, yeah, it could make the list. I'm looking forward to the match. Um, I'm very excited for it. I mean, all three girls could shine, and they do, they're making everyone look good, specifically Shayna. I'm going to go with Bailey as my dark horse. I think I could see Bailey winning because I think it would mean the most because they did a successful job of introducing Shayna to the masses and showing how dominant she is. But if Becky loses, it's not going to hurt her. Shayna's getting all this new exposure, and she's had this dominant reign as champion for over a year. It won't necessarily hurt her, but this would be huge for Bailey if she wins. So if they're really trying to like do something new with her, I think she really deserves the win. I'm excited for it. I'm a fan of all three women. Joseph? Yeah, I'm going to echo a lot of the same comments. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be a really fun match. And uh, kind of the, the best thing about this pay-per-view is that this tri-brand situation they have, you don't really know who they're gonna who, who's going to win these matches. It could be either one very easily. Um, just to be different, I'm going to go Sasha. I mean, I'm going to go Becky Lynch. Just to be different. Now she's the man. I mean, what's surprise He's different. Me, sure. Yeah, he's different. <laughs> I'm different. And then we have The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. So has has anything really, other than The Fiend attacking Daniel Bryan backstage a couple weeks ago, has anything really happened here? 
No. Oh, I'm, I'm losing track of time, so we may have touched on this last week, but I don't think it was last week. Yeah, something huge has happened. What was that? The belt's blue. No. Okay. So other than that, has anything happened with these characters anything or with this story? Well, they haven't even talked about the fact that Daniel Bryan's last name was Wyatt for a couple weeks. So I'm completely disappointed with the whole storyline. Throw it in the trash. This is worse than Lana and Rusev. I'm kidding. I wouldn't go that far. This match. They, mm-hmm. I said I'm kidding. I'm not, I, I am looking for the match. I don't think there's nothing huge that has happened, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's clear that The Fiend is going to win. There's no reason for him not to. I mean, I lost interest in the storyline right about the time when they had the second match. So. <laughs> now, they're, now they're just like wasting my time. Yeah. But yeah. they'll probably keep it on The Fiend. I think so. Alo, any thoughts? No, The Fiend wins. Like Eric said, SmackDown going back to Fridays is still has a process in my my brain. It's just I start seeing clips on Instagram and YouTube. Oh, SmackDown's on. Oh, yeah. that That's happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, Eck, who was your prediction? I don't remember if you gave one or not. I don't think I did. I, I see this title staying on Wyatt. There's literally zero reason for it not to. Although, I am going to uh, revisit what happened because I'm interested because I think Dan Bryan is kind of like the perfect opponent for, for, the, for the Fiend because he's so polar opposite of him. And I think he can actually, he can actually sell a lot of the things that is going on. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, no, I was just going to say, my, my one other thing is that um, I, I'm looking forward to the match and that I see this already. I'm already more interested in this than I was years ago when they feuded in the past. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be interesting. I think it should probably be fun. And, again, I see no reason why The Fiend wouldn't win at this point. So if you had to put the belt on him, there's no reason to take it off him yet. Uh, I will kick off our number five selection. Five? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, skipping six. Didn't we do? Six. Oh, no, that it, was seven. It's You're probably right. another Roderick Strong classic or number it is, six. I will so kick off that. number six. Um from Extreme Rules 2016, Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles is my number six. Great match. Uh, I remember this was kind of when we first started championing Roman. And this was obviously during like some of the height of AJ Styles. Uh, and I think a lot of people... We're just not willing to give Roman Reigns the type of respect that he deserved at this time. And he had a couple of great matches with AJ Styles. This one, I think, the better of them. And Roman needed to be represented on my list, and I thought no better match than than this one. Uh, Joseph, what is your number six? I went with this uh, this next pick, mainly for the historical value. It was the first time the women main event at WrestleMania. It was the triple threat that we just that we just uh, watched last WrestleMania. I put that in there again. It wasn't as strong as some of these matches that we named wrestling wise, but historical value, and it kind of had me amped to watch watch this main event. Yeah, good choice. I, I considered it, uh, but obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but I, it is not going to be on my list. Uh, Alo, your number six. My, no- my number six. I- 
this is another match that I swapped out. So the, the match I originally had dropped to my honorable mention because I know Eric is going to bring it up. If he doesn't bring it up, I'm going to be completely shocked. But my number six is John Cena versus Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam 13 when Daniel Bryan's um, when Daniel Bryan's story was really getting going. Like he was hot that entire year. The match that he had with Randy. This was Orton. when Cena picked him, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The fact that Cena actually picked him in the in the WWE the quote Vince Vince in the universe listened and gave Daniel Bryan the spot and that kicked off his journey to WrestleMania that next year and like just rewatching that match the energy of like even when the whole point of Stephanie and him trying to change him the entire time and stuff like that and the fact that he went on like this is also another thing where I kept saying Cena can't wrestle and he had an outstanding match with Daniel Bryan and even the, the storyteller with Randy Orton cashing in the money in the bank post match was actually really good and that also fueled Daniel Bryan's story in the long haul too so my number six is Daniel Bryan versus John Cena for the world title at SummerSlam 13 excellent choice great choice great choice Heck, yeah, number just, six. my one thought Mm-hmm. I like that because that's a match I completely forget about because I wasn't huge on either guy at the time. But my one two cents, I think that is also one of the most underrated cash-ins of all time. They always talk about Ziggler, but I love that cash-in. I thought that cash-in was so good with Orion. It is because it's it's kind of like the opposite of what you usually view the cash in as. Like usually you view the cash in as like someone's opportunity, whereas this particular cash in was like it stole someone's opportunity. Really, that and it's like sometimes uh, sorry, cut you off, Aaron. Sometimes like a cash in could be like a turn for the person cashing in. This was a turn for for Hunter, which was which was cool. So that's yeah, I, I vividly remember like I remember the couch. I was sitting on it. Mm-hmm. Real good time. <laughs> yeah, with the confetti, the confetti coming down and stuff. It was a complete, complete shock. Well, not really a shock. Like if you, the Smarks would would see it coming. But the way the way Brian was celebrated after the match, like he finally got to the top of the mountain after being the top star all year all year round for the company, and to get it taken away is always a good story. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Eck, your number five. I'm sorry, okay, your number well, six and five. My number six, six. and five. Ron six just and five. Like six yeah, because right, we're cool. we're doing like the, the snaking back it. around. All right, cool, 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 cool. So, um, speaking of uh, lists and thoughts and past, I'm told you that one match that's gonna be the only one I shuffled my list up. Uh, number six got all jammed up because of a match that I don't know how mm-hmm. I didn't think of. Uh, number six is already mentioned on this list. It is the 2015 Royal Rumble triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Three out of four on the show tonight there, live in person. First time I ever met Pash. Brock defending the title against Cena. And Rollins retaining hell of a match. I'm pretty sure I lost my voice during this match. <laughs> and arguably one of the greatest triple threat matches of all time. Agreed. Um, without anyone's thoughts on number six, since I already, uh, we've already mm-hmm. talked about this match, I'm going to go number five, a match that I can guarantee I am the only one to have this on the mm-hmm. list. I've talked about this match multiple times on the show over the years. I also... I just mentioned Ellsworth. if I'm there mm-hmm. if I'm there live in attendance <laughs> my judgment is swayed so house of hardcore 20 20- oh my mm. god Sammy Sammy Callahan versus Pentagon Jr. That front row uh 
That, that was a great match. That match stands the test of time. Uh, there was somebody to my right that was nowhere near as drunk as me, probably not enjoying it nowhere near as much as me. I, he may be having uh, headphones in his ear at the moment. But isn't this what Six Five got yelled at? No, 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 no. That was that was different. We were in a different area. This is the one. This was the match following. Like people forgot there was that these guys had a match. It was the Hardys versus Dreamer and Bubba. It was like okay, wow, the show's over. And then Dreamer takes the mic, said there's still one more match. And I thought that match exceeded like. We saw the Hardys were the Raw Tag Team Champions, and they had a match. And it's like everyone has that, you know, feel-good feeling. Like, you didn't need anything else. This was huge. And then you got that match. I have that match on DVD. I've seen it several times, not plastered, live in living color. It stands the test of time. I like hardcore wrestling. We talk about it all the time here. It was it had hardcore elements, and it was a straight-up great wrestling You peed a little match. bit, didn't you? <laughs> No, I mean, I might have spit up some beer on someone. <laughs> yeah, good choice. I'm glad you brought that up. I never even considered that one, but as as someone who saw that match live, it was a great match. I think everyone who saw it walked out of there speaking very highly of it, so I'm glad that it, w- it was mentioned. Yeah, and I mean, from, like, you know, the, the small arena there, I, at least you and I can, like, Aaron's been a handful of their shows. You and I both have been to at least eight plus of their shows. It's the best match I've ever seen there uh, and live. I mean, it's better than any of the Ring of Honor matches I've seen there live. That was, yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about that match. And, you know, the current Impact World Champion probably is the only time he's going to shine on any of our lists. Yeah, you got to think of the emotional attachment, which kind of drives your, your your need to watch this match. I mean, it's there. You can't, can't discount it. Right. Uh, Alo, your number five. Yeah, my number five was already represented on this list, but it's Triple H and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. One thing I'm shocked you didn't hit on, Patch, for this match was the video package with the with the monster song yeah. telling Daniel Bryan's story throughout his entire career. I thought it was fantastic, and, and likewise, like you, when it comes to that, comparing this match to the main event, like I don't even care about the main event. I understand the the story that the main event did create, with the, especially with Daniel Bryan pulling double duty and him getting dragged out the main event and coming coming back down eventually from injury, but. That Triple H versus Daniel Bryan match, probably Triple H's best match of the decade. And the story that that match told, even with Stephanie being at ringside, I thought was fantastic because she was a part of the story in the same way as well. So Triple H versus Daniel Bryan, that's my number five. Yeah, and also, like, Triple H was more his nemesis than Orton and Batista were. Like, that was the real battle he was fighting was against the authority. So, like, that was the the true victory for him that night was was getting one up on them. Joseph, you're number five. Um, I believe this was already mentioned as well. I went uh, Sasha versus Bailey, TakeOver 2015. Really good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, and my guess is it's probably going to be on two more lists before we're done. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's why I won't go into much detail about yeah. it. I just make sure to throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, my number five, another one that was also mentioned already, uh, WrestleMania 32, Sasha versus Becky versus Ashley Flair. Uh, that wasn't mentioned. Oh, it wasn't? Why did I think you had mentioned that already? I, I had the fatal four-way. Oh, that's right. That's why. Uh, and then Seekane had this year's triple threat. Yeah. Damn. Okay. That's why you're so it was not mentioned, but all of these women have been mentioned in some form or fashion. So what I'll say about this match is 
this was like we all got to see what they did in NXT. I feel like as a group, all of us kind of fell in love with these women in NXT. This was them kind of solidifying all that work that they had put in for those years in NXT and their start on the main roster. Like this paid off all of that. They got to have this marquee match uh, at WrestleMania. They were the first women's match at WrestleMania to go over 10 minutes. In my estimation, they stole the show that night. Um, and I think it's a, it's a it's a match that universally was uh, was praised and enjoyed by by all wrestling fans that night. So to me, that was almost like the crowning achievement of like the women's revolution or evolution, whatever the hell they want to call it. So for that reason, I and I thought all three women put on a great performance at that show in that match. So for me, that is why it is my number five. Um, we all have four left. I have literally ten minutes left to record. Go ahead, Eck. Um, diving in, something mm-hmm. a little more recent. I'm going to go SmackDown from November 1st this year. NXT champion, I'm cold defending against Daniel Bryan. Is this your number four? I've said since the beginning of the show, I've never been. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a great match, too. I just did number five. Okay, so that was your number. Number five was House Horror Course. This was your number four. four. Okay. Yep. Um, Alo, what was your number four? Uh, John Cena versus AJ Styles from SummerSlam 16 with the infamous Who would have thought John Cena would have mentioned that? I said, Pat, we were there. We saw all the we saw the hate that everybody gave Cena. Cena put on an excellent performance. Basically, Cena saying, "What the hell do I have to do to beat this guy?" Mm-hmm. And then he left it all out in the ring. And when AJ won, it made AJ a big guy, bigger guy. He will go on to win a title the next month at, at Backlash. But John Cena was AJ Styles' money before. Excellent choice, Joseph. I went with something a little more uh, recent, um, something that just from start to finish, the promos, the emotional build, the match itself was really good, Um, and it's kind of recent, so it sticks really, really, uh, I went with uh, Cody versus Dustin most recently. Just everything about that. Was Good awesome. choice. You know what? I never even crossed my. I think it's like so recent that it just never even crossed my mind. Yeah, really good. That's that's definitely honorable mention of my region. And that's like one of the things I've been most excited about in the past year or two. Yeah, it's so, just all around. It was bravo. So yeah, I'm like uh, elated that you brought that up. Um, I know Rusev is not going to be on the show, so I figure I could at least throw elated out there to get him, <laughs> him some love on this episode of the show. Uh, my number four, uh, another non-WWE match. <coughs> Two of my all-time favorites. One, the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho, versus my current favorite wrestler, Big Match Ken, Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, Ash has Roderick Strong in a, in a New Japan match on his list. Yeah, I mean, and, and he said this episode, this list is no stick. It's not, I mean, look, to me, this was what truly solidified Jericho as the greatest of all time in my eyes. Like, he he became, like, my favorite current guy with a lot of the stuff he did in WWE in 2016. But this was when I was like, you know what? This guy, I think, is the best ever. 
And this was like what solidified that opinion for me was that he had that amazing run in WWE, then was the only guy that would have been able to go to New Japan and challenge Kenny Omega and make that such a big deal, make that so entertaining, so intriguing, so much fun to watch. And then at whatever he was, 46 or 47 years old, put on that type of match and then starts this whole new chapter in his career outside of WWE. So to me, it warrants being on there. That is not shtick. To me, that is like, it deserves it. It almost was my number two. But I'm glad it made the list. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to be on anyone else's, but I felt like it deserved to be mentioned. Um, I, I, I was this close to putting him and Naito from this year on the list. <laughs> Another good one. Uh, so before we get into our three, our two, and our one, um, we have the two elimination matches for Survivor Series. Does anyone care about either of these two men? Like, do they matter at all? I look forward to watching them, but if I'm going to give a pr- prediction with minimal time left, I'll save it for the other matches. Uh, I mean, it's exciting. Like, it's, yeah. you know, uh, I'll say the one thing: NXT. You don't even know who the fourth person is. Aaron was chiming on something around this, I and mean, that's where we're going to get a surprise come Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be the I'm big moment of the weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the men's match for a for, for surprise, whether it's before or after the match. But the women's, I can care less about. I think they'll be good and fun. I just hope they're not like cluttered messes. I hope they kind of make it make it very entertaining. Um, I mean, they've done good good so far with that. So. Uh, my one two cents on the women's match. Uh, I texted Pash about this because, with the minimal amount of wrestling he watches, he always says that like you know if he gets a text and there's something he should watch, he will. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if you watched SmackDown in its entirety, but Rhea Ripley and Sasha Banks one on one is something I need because those Wasn't two. It, okay. I assume I assume they've never been in the ring together, but they were money in an eight man eight woman oh, tag okay. match and. There's something there between the two of them. Yeah, because I was about to say, I, like, I could have sworn it was a tag match, but you said when they were head-to-head in the, in the tag match. So I'll check that out tonight. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely worth the view. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and predict. I, I would lo- Maybe I'm just going to say what I'd like to see happen. I would like to see NXT win both of these. Like, I want to see NXT have a successful night at Survivor Series, not just be part of it. I want them to look like the quote-unquote superior brand coming out of Sunday because I think that will make the competition on Wednesday nights even better. And I... To me, that that like I think I was asked last week, what would it take to get me back into WWE again? And I said, I don't think there's anything. If they can make this Wednesday night competition like for real, where they're actually putting on great programming against each other and trying to outdo each other, that could be the thing that gets me really excited and gets me back again. And I am rooting for that to happen on Sunday night. Um, Triple threat match, uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus number seven on my list, Roderick Strong. Go ahead, Roddy. Take it home. (laughs) Match of the night, by the way. Oh, yeah. I absolutely think this will be match of the night. I do absolutely think AJ Styles wins. uh, AJ. But I think it will be the match of the night. Joseph? Yeah, it should be the match of the night, and uh, I'm going AJ all the way. Joseph, or... uh, Eck? Uh, be, be different. I think 
Nakamura is the dark horse because he's so irrelevant and the IC is uh, irrelevant. My heart, my dark horse, who I want to win. Go ahead, Roddy. Bring it home. <laughs> uh, the Viking Raiders versus the New Day versus the Undisputed Era. That could be a really, really good match, too. Yeah, I mean, I assume that this would be a good match. I see no reason why it wouldn't be. I don't know enough about what's going on to really comment other than... Um, Two out of three teams put in a good match on NXT this past week. It was. I, I believe watch. that the Undisputed Era is one of those teams that they view in NXT as like that's one of their like marquee things is that tag team. So I think they're probably going to win this match. Uh, and I'd honestly be surprised if they didn't. So, yeah, I mean, I'll give my thoughts prediction. I just, straight down to my prediction, I want, again, Undisputed Era to win. But uh, Kofi Kingston, after he got dirty, done dirty by Brock, him being a former world champion. He's owed one? I, I, yeah, I think he's owed one. It's a good stage to, to do it. But, again, I'm pulling Undisputed Era in all, all of this. Yeah, I'm going New Day. Would love to see Go it. Go ahead, Bestie. Get me up. <laughs> And Joseph, did you give a prediction on this one yet or no? No, I didn't. Um, Other than it could be match of the night. It could be. I mean, very much so. I'm going to go with the Revival. I'm not going to best you up. They're not even in this match. Oh, yeah. Viking Raiders, New Day, and Undisputed Era. That's why I went with that. <laughs> Undisputed Era. I want to see if anyone was listening. <laughs> and we'll save the last match for after we do our three, our two, and our number ones. So I will give my number three to kick it off. My number three is AJ versus Cena, SummerSlam 16. A match we mentioned we were there live for. This was a match where, one, this was kind of the beginning of the end for me. Like, this was where I started to sour a little bit. Just that crowd was under my skin so bad. <laughs> and I don't know that I ever fully recovered from it. Uh, but this match it took was, a while. Yeah, this match was unbelievable. Like, the right guy won. The build to this was incredible. Like, that entire summer building to that was amazing. And then they actually paid it off with, like, a finish Whoa. that was probably better than what we could have anticipated. Like, we saw AJ get the best out of AJ Styles and still win. You know, a or AJ walking out victorious, Cena leaving the uh, the armband in the ring and leaving, and we didn't see him for a little bit after that. Thought it was incredible. Uh, could have made a case for my number one match of the decade, but my number three, AJ versus Cena, SummerSlam 16. Joseph, what about you? Um, I went with a guy who's recently made himself rel- relevant in the WWE again. Um, I went with uh, Cena Punk, MIB 2011, Money in the Bank 2011. This was one of the two that I didn't put on my list because I was not watching. But it, it Ronald easily could have been on there. Yeah, I put that in there. That's a, that's a good match. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Good choice, you <laughs> Well, thanks. <laughs> uh, Alo? Well, my number three, well, three and four are good for us because that's where we came full circle. Mm-hmm. So my number three is Sasha versus Bailey <laughs> from TakeOver Brooklyn. Excellent match. Greatest women's match of all time, well, at least in WWE history. The story that they told in that ring, the emotion in the arena. Pash was there with me and James where the emotion in that arena brought me and Pash to shed a couple of tears. <laughs> just, just the emotion in the building. Yeah, I know. You're kidding. 
<laughs> like just the just the emotional investment of that match and watching Bailey hold the title up and then all the four horsewomen come out after the match. And I'm gonna say this, my number three and number two are the reasons I love pro wrestling. And if, if anybody says why do you watch it, I would show them Point them in the direction of those two matches. Yes. <laughs> Because like, like like if you can't relate to anything any any of these two matches, there's something wrong with you. I would show them me in a wrestling singlet. Dang, get more of this. Yeah, I, I guarantee they'd fall in love. Definitely love it exactly. first sight. Especially because <laughs> especially, Joey has had a carb in three years. <laughs> uh, Eck, your number three. All right. So when I started my list, I went from one and down, and luckily the way we did this, I could just work my way yeah. up. But because of some monkey wrenches thrown in on this show and having to change things around, uh, these three matches are kind of all over the place. I'm the only one that's going to have this one there. If Prep was here, he'd have this. Uh, Number three for the NXT United Kingdom Championship from NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Tyler Bate versus Walter. That match I had no interest in. Hash, I, I I saw all the good reviews online. Prep sent a text raving about the match, and I started the match with little interest. And I I said this in a group text. Tyler Bate is the United Kingdom Shawn Michaels. Once upon a time, Pash said Sasha Banks is the female Shawn Michaels, <laughs> or she he said this is this generation Shawn Michaels. Tyler Bate is the closest thing we got as a male to him. Uh, that, that match is, uh, if Michaels had a good match with Vader, or he had a good match with Taker, or any giant, this is that match, if not way better. My number three, Tyler Bate versus Walter for the NXT UK Championship. And then what is your number two as we work back? All right, let's work back. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it NXT TakeOver. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. <laughs> so, the late entry. It it's amazing. It went from not being a list to jump at number two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. What was my number two? That match made my number two match go down to number six. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. I, I figured, I honestly thought there was a chance that this match, that match could have been your number one. So it all, it all kind of came out in the wash. It's about where I expected it to be for you. So thank you for putting it to the bottom of your list. So it gave me a chance to fix my list. Mm-hmm. But if I'm putting that number two, when we get to my number one, you'll know how good I think that match is. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to your number one. Uh, Alo, what is your number two? My number two is uh, Nick Aldis versus Cody at All In for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, now, now, this is extremely, extremely biased. Now, we all know that. Is it because you were there? That's part of it. But we all know, like, Pash even said about this. Like, when Flip Gordon was on 10 pounds of gold, Pash even said, this is what pro wrestling's about. And in a way, we played a role in this match, the build-up in this match, because Nick Aldis came on this show mm-hmm. and, and talked to us. So that goes hand-in-hand with it, the emotion, the arena. And I said about my number three as well, this is how you relate to people. And this is how pro wrestling can actually relate to everyday life. Like the story they told, Cody just trying to look, carry on his father's legacy. Like the video package was perfect. Even when Brainy came out, and like I said, my God, my God, really. <laughs> best ever looked. Um, 
Brandy came out and they kept talking about how supportive she was. Even at the Ring of Honor show you were at, Pash, when Cody cut the promo before All In, so he, he, he brought her out and she was saying, like, thank you for everything, this and that. Yeah. And the emotion that happened... The emotion that, got, that the energy that was in the energy that was in that arena was amazing. It, like you, I would never capture that kind of energy in a bottle again. And Cody winning just with a ro- simple roll up, like a typical old school wrestling match, winning with a roll up, winning the title with the all the emotion in his face, even with the Nightmare Family walking down to the <clears> ring with them, it's so relatable. And then you guys know I lost my grandmother the, the next month, and I can't tell you how many times I watched that match in its entirety and the video back because of the the relatability factor because it's just trying to make somebody proud and carry on a legacy. So Nick Allen versus Cody for the world's title for the NWA world. So that's my number two. Yeah. Excellent choice. Another one that like, choice, I just didn't even, didn't even think of, like I said, I, I was not like in the right headspace to, to give this my usual level of thoughts. I, I really, what I did was just think back to like, Either pay-per-views I watched with you guys or shows that I was at with one of you guys. See the pandering, um, pandering matches he's watched with us. That or like matches that I that I can remember coming on this podcast and discussing with you guys that we were excited about. Like that's kind of what has made up my list. Um, that's one I'm disappointed that slipped my mind, but I'm very glad that it ended up so high on your list. Very deserving at number two. Joseph, how about number two for you? Number two, I'm not gonna go too much into it because um, everyone's. Said something about it already, but it was uh, Cena versus Styles. Uh, SummerSlam twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty. SummerSlam. Well, they did have a great match at Rumble sixteen. They too. did Rumble seventeen. Was it? I guess. Yeah, it was Rumble seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. I thought about that one, and the only reason I didn't is that one got soured for me a little bit because I firmly believed, I don't know if you guys remember this, I firmly believed from the time Cena walked out, he was turning heel during that match. Because I think he was wearing black shorts. His demeanor was like really, I guess his demeanor was supposed to be like, I lost to this guy, like I got my game face on. But I was just so focused on, we're getting the Cena heel turn tonight, never thought it would happen. And then when it didn't, I was kind of like, oh. That didn't happen, and I, it like took a little bit of the excitement of that match away because I was so focused on that one thing. But uh, yep. both of those matches were were classics. Yep. Um, my number two it has also been said: uh, Seth versus Brock versus Cena from Rumble Fifteen. Really? Yes, nice. great match. I had mine at number two. This you was mine up from being at number two. <laughs> this was the first. Uh, show like first WWE show I had seen live since like Attitude Era and not seen live but the first show I attended since the Attitude Era this is the first wrestling pay-per-view I ever attended uh it was an amazing I mean that rumble day and night was like a legendary night in my adult life for a variety of reasons but that match was incredible uh it was, and I even remember, like, because we had that huge snowstorm in the Northeast the next day, and Raw ended up getting like canceled, and they did a lot of film stuff from Stanford, Connecticut, like at the studio, and I remember they replayed that match on Raw. And I remember, like, seeing it live and then getting to watch it on TV the next night. Like, still kind of on that high from the night before, less than 24 hours after it ended. 
Uh, yeah, match that match was amazing. That's like one of the things that really kind of kept my wrestling fandom rising at that time. Like I, I had the whole Sasha Banks NXT thing that reeled me in a couple weeks before, but that match in particular, like really got me amped up for WWE and kind of we we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast had that night at Rumble 15 not been such an amazing time um and then before we get into our number one matches, just keep it real, Pat. Uh-huh. You only put you only put it so high on the list because you met me that night. I, it, heck, it didn't hurt. It definitely didn't hurt that that was the night that, that you and I met. Like I said, without that night, none of us would be sitting here doing this right now. So, CK, this might just be on the past decade, but. The night you guys met wouldn't make the list either. No. <laughs> no. Although the the night that uh the night that I like fell in love with Joey as a human being, yeah, yeah that still that wouldn't even have been in last decade. <laughs> it was like still like ninety eight. Still, le- still a lesser <laughs> night though, right? Yeah, it was ninety eight. Uh, so and, quite, a, and a lesser night. Quite some time ago, we're talking over. Quite, to a, yeah. We're talking like illegal drinking quite age. Quite a human lesser being. night. <laughs> would would have been born Watch your mouth. after this. Uh, before we get into our number ones, the last match we haven't discussed or predicted from Survivor Series is Adam Cole versus the War Games Triple Threat winner for the NXT Championship. Um, one, who is going to be the participant, do you think? And then two, do we have a new champion come Sunday night? I think it's Pete Dunne, but Adam Cole retains. Um, I see... I, I think Aaron's making the most... Um, the best suggestion. I think it should be Pete Dunne, but Pete Dunne is also the only person I could see beating him for the title. I think it would be a showcase for e- either person. If Killian Dane can win, um, it puts him in a great big spot. And I still think he would lose uh, to some foul play from some interference or something. Uh, I really hope it's Pete Dunn versus Adam Cole because both. Jeez, uh, I mean Pete Dunn has given us so great, so many great matches. I'm looking at my list right now and struggling. I don't think I have a more in here. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the match. It doesn't even like the mystery factor even makes it exciting. Uh, I think it's exciting too. I think. The fact that you don't know who it is, that it could be any one of these guys, I think there is something kind of cool about that. That there's like this thing that you're not going to know. And, and it, honestly, it makes uh, war games like a bigger deal. Like there's something of consequence that comes out of that show. So I think it's a it was a good idea to, to do that. Um, Alo, you already said you think Adam Cole retains. Joseph, any thoughts for you on that match? Um, well, I didn't. I'm not sure who's gonna. I, I, ultimately, I go with Alo. Would say Pete Dunne. Um, and I think again, pushing NXT. The biggest thing you're gonna do to push NXT is have Adam Cole uh, win and kind of keep him in the forefront. And yeah, I think Adam Cole's gonna win. I see no reason why he's not. Um, and then the last thing, I guess, before we get into our number ones, I said what what my hope. And maybe, like, minor expectation out of Survivor Series this year is I would like to see NXT come out of this weekend elevated. 
Uh, and this is as someone who has said on this podcast before that NXT is the enemy now for going on against AEW on Wednesday nights. I would like to see NXT elevated coming out of the weekend. I would like to see that lead to an elevation in the, the competition and the product we get on Wednesday nights. I think that that could become like what wrestling is about is what happens on Wednesday nights. That's kind of my hope. That's the thing that could get me excited about wrestling again. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm expecting coming out of Survivor Series. Any kind of just like expectations that you have for Survivor Series this year? Mine are high. That's probably, I, I think I mentioned when they first started building towards it. This is the most excited I've been for Survivor Series since 2016. I'm more excited this year. Yeah. And since I've been a fan again of the product, 2016 was the most I've been excited for Survivor Series since 03, maybe 98. I mean, this is, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a good time. Halo? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, only because of the inclusion of NXT, because if this is just, just Raw versus SmackDown, 100%. It, it, it wouldn't mean anything to me. Like, I understand the whole concept that every concept with everything being a triple threat matches kind of clunky. It's, it's all, it's all, especially like the tag matches are going to be a, a cluster, but I'm excited because we're, we're going to see new things. And at this point, WWE, you want to see new things, but I'm super excited, especially for the women's triple threat. And I'm also, I think I mentioned this last week, but I'm very happy we're getting the three world titles defended rather than the, the, the champions, champions all going. facing each other and yes. there's no like, yes. belt at stake. So many people on the world of wrestling internet, wrestling Twitter, complain about it. I, I, I don't see why anyone would not be happy that we're getting three titles defended and it's the three most important titles. Yeah, and the thing I'll say, like I know Alo just made the, the comment about the clunkiness you could get out of a triple threat match. And I know I've complained a lot about that, especially at like WrestleManias. Like you're taking away from the stories you could tell us by just jamming too many people into these matches. But I think what's good about this is because it is the three brands and because it's not like these are three people we We've seen battling each other for months on Raw and SmackDown. These are like, for the most part, this is like almost like a one night only type situation. So I, I think that kind of elevates it a little bit uh, in my eyes too. Joseph, your kind of like expectations for Survivor Series this year and what you hope to get out of it? I have huge expectations for Survivor Series this year, uh, more so than I probably have in a long time since they used to do the old school WWE magazines and they give you the list of, <laughs> wrestling, of wrestling teams, uh, Team Money Inc. versus Team whatever. They had yeah. the mystery guy. Um, so very excited just because what they've done, I think they've drummed up right. Um, the three brands, you don't know who's going to win, and I'm just kind of excited to see what happens coming out of this. Yeah, uh, should be uh, compared. The, the, my only complaint would be that this show is probably going to be like seven hours long, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's about it. Uh, so our number one uh, choice is Eck. Would you like to give your number one match of the decade? Sure, why not? Um, already mentioned on this, uh, Mr. Number One, 
Who would have thought? OMG, John Cena in the match of the night. John Cena versus AJ. No, I'm just kidding. It's 2011 Money in the Bank. AJ Styles. John Cena versus CM Punk for the WWE Championship. Best match of the last decade. Yeah, I kind of, if it wasn't going to be Nakamura, Zane, I knew that was going to be yours. And that's why I didn't feel bad leaving it off, because I knew for sure it was going to be on at least one list, if not more than one. Um, yeah, amazing match, amazing story. A story the likes of which we probably have not seen since and may never see again. Uh, so, yeah, very deserving number one on a list. Uh- over eight years later, and I can still put that match on, and it was as good as it was eight years ago. And if it wasn't for that match, I may not be on this podcast present. <laughs> hey, oh, I, before you guys jump around, I'll just, if you don't mind, I'll just throw out um, two honorable mentions I have. One, two of my favorite wrestlers that I did not get them on the list. Uh, Royal Rumble 2016, I believe, the Intercontinental Championship. Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens mm-hmm. in a no DQ match, and then bumped off my list because of a certain NXT match that got added mm-hmm. on. Um, due to the story, uh, I watched this live on pay per view. Um, this was kind of his swan song match. This was his first big match post WWE. Uh, that would be Ring of Honor Best in the World 2017, Cody versus Christopher Daniels for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Two good honorable mentions. Alo, your number one. Uh, my number one uh, besties think alike. Mine is CM Punk versus John <laughs> Cena at Money in the Bank 11. To me, there's no. To me, this this has to be everybody's number one answer. Uh, like even to this day, no, we we're still learning more about that match and that situation because of the realism of it. And like when we when we reviewed it on Throwback that time. King had a comment saying this ovation is compared to Punk's ovation was compared to the Bears in the Super Bowl. And like we said, everybody talked about John Cena couldn't wrestle. He wrestled his ass off that entire night. And you can't say anything bad about John Cena. And it's like the whole realism factor of it. Say cheese, Joey. The, uh, <laughs> the realism of it and everything, even with Vince getting involved and the on-screen debut of John Laurinaitis coming down. Just an amazing match. And a couple honorable mentions as well before we get out of here. Uh, Team Hell No and Ryback versus The Shield in The Shield's debut. And John Cena versus CM Punk on Raw, number one contendership. To face The Rock. And Sami Zayn versus Cesaro, take over a rival. Very good choices. Joseph, you're number one. I went with... um... H versus Taker, WrestleMania 28. Again, the streak, it was such a thing. And any any of those matches in that decade could have could have rolled up in there until they squashed it with Brock. Wow, both of you put 28 over 27 on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good choice. So I'm now really surprised that one of my ones that I took off because I was not watching at the time was not mentioned. Uh, my number one of all time has been mentioned already. I think you guys probably already know what it is. Sasha versus Bailey. Bailey. Um, Takeover Brooklyn was there live. We made that trip together. That was like the day Alo and I really like started to become friends. Like we had met once very Aww. briefly Aww. at Xfinity Live at the Rumble. I was really drunk, and I don't know if Alo would have even remembered me from that night. When, was, when did you guys have <laughs> um, your first kiss? 
Not yet. No. No, he's been in a relationship this whole time. <laughs> yes. He's been in a relationship this whole time. We've known each other, and I'm not trying to make Alo cheat. Um, <laughs> hey, loyal and You don't make Alo do anything. Alo does what he wants. But we we then hung out for a little bit when. Uh, we met Mick Foley uh, in May of that year, and then I don't think I saw Alo again until that day that we went to take over Brooklyn. I think we probably had texted a little bit back and forth in a group chat with Eck. But, Sexting? Yeah, but then, you know, that day we were together for probably like at least 10 hours between driving there and driving back and then the show. And that match, like, obviously I was a huge mark for Sasha at the time, a big fan of Bailey. That The build to that match was huge. Uh, Sasha had already been, had been, like, doing double duty on, like, as the NXT Women's Champion and, like, on the main roster. I There's nothing from the last decade that will compare to that for me because it's, for one, the, the period of time in my wrestling fandom, like, the period in time of my life, the way I felt about, like, those two particular women that were wrestling in that match. And then you had the curtain call and the fact that that whole crowd was so invested in that match, too. Like, it didn't feel like, oh, we're, we're the two weirdos who are into this women's match. It felt like everybody was there for this thing. And I think that made it even better, that, like, everyone was on the same page. And much to, to I don't remember which match. Oh, you talked about this with the, uh, the Ring of Honor show. Kevin Owens and Finn Balor, like two immense fan favorites, two of the greatest to ever step foot in NXT, were completely overshadowed by that match, where like the crowd just could not get into their ladder match right after. So to me, that is why it is my number one. Um, my honorable mention that I don't think anybody said was Streak versus Career, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania 26, was it? Yeah, I rewatched. I re- that was a match I rewatched because I was trying to fit it in. Because the reason, I, one reason I was debating is because I prefer the 25 match way better. I think the 25 match is hands down way better. But when I rewatched the 26, I was like, eh, I didn't, I didn't care for it. It's still it, good it match. Was Street versus career. Yeah, it was a good match, but. I, I I felt 25 was better, and from from what wrestling become ten years later, I was like, it's okay for 26 to beat out of you, not be like this. And and by honorable mention, past you didn't live through that one. It didn't even deserve to be an honorable mention. No, but I, I thought it needed to be said. That's why it did. That's the only reason it didn't make my list. It would have been on my list otherwise. Um, real quick, you, you'll get a crack over this. I, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I Googled through 2009 and 2010 matches of the year, and I thought I'd always put top 10. I, I believe I'm looking at 2009. Uh, it was a list of 15. So 2009, top 15 matches of the year. Number 15, Chris Jericho versus Goldust. <laughs> Chris Jericho as the world champion. Born WWE superstars. Wow. Yeah, no, because that, that's when superstars first came out and superstar was actually a thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, like the about me, like born the match says like Never in my wildest dreams would I believe that a match from superstars would make it onto this list, but I was convinced. 
this list WWE put together actually uh, turns and then is cut off, but it basically goes into something and then there's a rib at Zack Ryder because <laughs> he's the normal you know, Zack Ryder and Yoshitatsu, the guys that are normally there. Um, it, it did go in my head and it was one that I also did want to put in. Um, I believe it was the payback, but the Evolution versus Shield. That's another uh, mm-hmm. honorable mention. I gotta mention. Yeah, a great one. I'm glad that it got brought up. Another one that I that completely slipped my mind. Um, well, I hope all the listeners enjoyed hearing our top ten lists. Obviously, feel free to share your top tens with us. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys Survivor Series. I hope NXT comes out of this weekend shining up real nice. Uh, I guess we will see. I look forward to talking to you guys at this time next week again. Uh, for Mr. Sexy Punta Conda, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rodermill. Play on play. <laughs> for Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. And for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Coming from Sexyville, live and in living color, I am Ron Pashery Jr., and we will see you next week. Hop up the top rope, but the land with the elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the